is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up, people? Will Clark here. Hope you're doing well. Hope uh, lockdown is treating you as good as possible um and you're being nice and productive (laughs) anyway this week's podcast is with an old friend of mine called rich harris rich i originally knew him from uh when he used to produce music and dj uh and then i kind of we kind of lost touch and then a few years back i i noticed that he was this insanely good tattoo artist. Um, And we just kind of kept in touch from there. This conversation is literally pretty much just us talking about tattoos and his process and how he got to where he's at. A really good conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Let's welcome to the podcast, Rich Harris. And we're live. Rich Harris, how you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you, Will. How are you? I'm good, man. We haven't... I know we've been speaking through like social media for a while but we haven't caught up for bloody years a few years yeah <laughs> so i i guess when was the last time i have we we have met haven't we never met i don't we haven't have we <clears throat> never met spoke on the phone a few times and uh you've been on our label <clears throat> yeah makina back in the day back in the day yeah and then you're now world's famous tattoo artist i'm trying <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best to be honest will the, the music got me into uh push me back into the art yeah <clears throat> because uh yeah unlike yourself yeah you know, i was a producer i knew my way around the studio a little bit but i couldn't finish my tracks to a good standard so i always used a, a what do you call them ghost ghost like producer. a ghost producer yeah And uh, that was kind of frustrating for me because uh, it's it's one of them, isn't it, with a career? It's like I love music, but I like, uh, you know, I had a house, a kid, and uh, it's difficult to earn money, isn't it? You know, just through music, unless you've got a lot of gigs. Totally, man. And you're like 100% committed. So for me, it was like... Do, do I or don't I? Yeah. I you know, I, I, I saw so many, I had so many friends who are incredible engineers, producers, DJs, and <clears throat> they were still kind of struggling. I'm thinking, geez. So with a tattoo and I thought opportunity to come up, come up and I thought, ah, oh, I've always been good at art. That's all I ever did from the age of two to, to when I left school. So we already had that confidence and that kind of muscle memory. Yeah. <clears throat> Bearing in mind I was 33 and I thought, well, I can do that as a career. Yeah. Tattooing yeah. an easier career, you know, if you've, as I say, if you've got that background to yeah. just jump into and, and, and earn money. So, uh, yeah, it was like frustration that made me hot. <laughs> but it's, because so, I remember like, I think it was, one second, let me just change these settings. It's really annoying me on my mixer. One second. There we go. I think I've nailed it. I was having um 
I've been ha- I, oh, that's too loud. I've been having a I've been getting this annoying thing when I'm recording podcasts it like keeps peaking and I'm like why is it keep peaking and ah. I fixed it so I'm happy now. <laughs> I like the the mics cool. <clears throat> yeah, they these are these mics are actually really cool. Um they're like road podcast mics. Um they're pretty cheap. They're like 100 quid, 99 quid. Yeah. And they're like it looks the They're really good <laughs> and they've kind of got like a semi pop shield in like built in. Um, I want to get the one of the SM7s, but I didn't really want to spend like four or five hundred quid on a mic straight up. I think when I start doing these more, I I definitely will. But um, yeah, but yeah. So I I think we we I'm trying to remember like how it all started, but obviously I knew you through your label Makina years ago. Through I think it was through Sunny. Was it through Sunny Wharton? Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you were going under the artist as 360, right? Oh, and that, uh, they were my partners in the label. Oh, uh, okay. And Dave, I did a lot of work with those, with those guys. Uh, yeah, I was um, the unfortunate name of Dirty Harry. Oh, yes, you were, weren't you? I remember yeah. that. Okay, I remember that one now. Um, the idea was Dirty Harry, because I used to like Clint Eastwood, but I don't think it had the same kind of ring. I didn't realize back then, but oh well. <laughs> Dude, we all do stupid things like that. <laughs> yeah. I had I had a brand called Doing It for the Cuddles for God knows how many years. Like that was the worst worst thing ever. And then it was the Me Too movement, and then you're just I kind, like, I kind of like Doing It for the Cuddles. I think it's a bit different in Europe. Like people view it a little bit differently compared to what potentially people uh, in America yeah. view it. Maybe this is it. The American translation. I can yeah. remember Adam Funkagenda telling me the slang for Dirty Harris in America. And it, it, it wasn't, I'm, I'm not going to explain it as a podcast, but it wasn't a great thing. And yeah. I think, you know what, at the time I was like, no. And it, and it was in the Urban Dictionary online. And yeah. I think I actually wrote them an email and I got it removed. Did you? <laughs> well, it, it, it disappeared after a few months. That's so good. Whoever oh, did it. So what's, what's, Funk yeah. agenda, what's Adam up to these days? Uh, I think he was doing some solo tracks, uh, under the name of Soul Trader. Okay. So I, I'm not sure. Maybe he's, he's ghost producing. I'm really not sure. Is he still? Is he in America? In, I know he's back in the UK. Now. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I have I literally haven't spoken to him for ten years easily. Um, Eats me up for a tattoo now and again. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then disappears again. <laughs> and, like, and then fucks yeah. off. That's Adam. <laughs> Yeah, Love that guy. So I guess, yeah, we, you kind of stopped doing music for a while, and obviously, I would, I would still follow you. I was still following you, and then I saw you started doing art, or you didn't start doing art. You obviously were very good at art, but just never kind of showed anyone. And then I started yeah. seeing like some of your tattoos, and I was like, "Damn, it's fucking good." And then, like over the years of like I followed you, you kind of you've created this like genre of tattoo that I've never seen anybody else do. Cause you know how it is. It's like, you see all these tattoos online and there's some amazing tattooists out there nowadays compared to what there was even 10 years ago. But I think you've created this, like, I don't even know. I can't even, I can't even describe what it is, but like, how did you get to that point of where you're at now from, 
from from music to then obviously like you said making mu- make having to having to decide a career move and tattoo was your career move like it i it was i just couldn't even like i didn't even put you in that line if that makes sense of like yeah. how how did it how did it even work <laughs> uh my obsessive nature now i i think as a kid like i said i uh, from the age of 2 my mum used to take me into this news agents and they had comic books on the bottom shelf. So from a very early age, I wanted to be a comic book artist. And that's okay. all I did from the age of two to like 18, even through school. Yeah. I, I, I didn't struggle. They, uh, the teachers didn't appreciate me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't listen in school. I just wanted to draw. If, if there was a written lesson, I had to concentrate on doing history. I'd draw pictures. And I used to get hammered for it. You know, my mom's kept all the school books, bless her. But that's all I wanted to do is, is art. And then yeah. I think, uh, like most schools, they don't really have the best careers advice. And uh, I, I don't know, I got told in so many words, there's no money in art. So, yeah, I did various things, DJ'd, uh, I don't know, open clothes. I did, I did loads of things. A bit of an entrepreneur. I struggle working for people, so I'd always start up my own thing dude how many how uh, many people in the world that are like successful artists have been told from like a young age that art is not a career yeah i exactly. I, I think everybody that i know at some point has been told by some fucking old teacher or something like that that art is not a career and then they almost just do it but it's the same it as wrong. music isn't it yeah music, i bet you've been told that's not a career dude yeah, come dude. on get yourself a, an office job i remember my um i i guess like high, what we would call high school so like years nine to 12 or 11 in the uk um my music teacher was like yeah electronic music's not a genre like you can never make a career out of that. <laughs> and that's why he's a teacher. Teaching exactly. Exactly. What a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we only realise that now. So Yeah. Uh, but now, as I say, I, I I see the tattooing kind of like the music because I was involved. We had our own label. I DJed. I produced a little. Uh, for me, my designs now are very, it's just sample based. Yeah. And I just love, I can draw, but. I did that when I was younger. I do at the moment. I don't find it very interesting. I can draw, but it's just like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But to put together some samples, do a little bit of drawing, uh, and create something that's just different. Uh, you know, you're creating your own, your own thing, and you're going to stand out. And I think that's all I wanted to do because I was doing black and grey work to start with. Yeah, because well, that's the first stuff all, that I saw of yours. Yeah, the black and grey. I was work. just learning, learning all genres because my kind of approaches i need to learn a bit of everything because i don't want to be a broke tattooist yeah. so if styles change and fashions change i can i can veer <clears throat> and then like with the with the 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 convention shows that i was doing if you're in black and gray you just blend into the rest of them and yeah. i'm thinking and i at the time i was getting tattooed by my favorite artist i was flying to poland flying to germany and all these guys you know like yourself if you're here a new artist and you're like jesus what's what's that yeah. sound i want to yeah, yeah. i need to work with this guy it was it was kind of the same thing it was like how is he doing that on skin and i go to these uh studios and i was just like pff, my mind was blown i was so inspired 
And I was like, I need to pull my finger out of this black and gray nonsense. I need to create something like that. I can't copy. I need to change elements. And, and all my style has evolved from really is my, my favorite artists kind of, uh, style. I'll, yeah. I'll pull bits, I'll change them. And then naturally evolution, uh, and you see something new, some, some new, like, uh, artists doing something different and you yeah. like, oh, I could use that. I could put a little bit of that in this and, yeah, similar similar to the music, I guess. I, yeah, I so guess I've never looked at it like that because I, I've always been a huge fan of like tattoo art and just art generally. But I'm the world's worst drawer. Like I literally can't fucking draw a stick figure. I'm the <laughs> fucking worst. But you know what, Will? If you'd spent as much time in the studios practicing, at, at yeah, one hundred percent, you'd probably be pretty good, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that is the case. Is that I just didn't actually want to do it. Exactly. Um, so like when you like when you first started tattooing how how does it work like do you just go to a tattoo shop or do you just get a tattoo gun and i know i've been told like pig skin and stuff like that but i don't know i don't really yeah, yeah. I don't... So, so with me my friend my best mate i'd, I'd bear in mind i haven't i had zero tattoos i always thought they were they were rubbish because my <laughs> seriously so because good because i was i was really good at art in school and my friends used to like the age of 16 they'd be like look i've got a tattoo i'll be like that's absolutely rubbish what do you mean <laughs> the tattooist did it i'm like that, that's terrible like you some know, tribal tattoo <laughs> yeah i can see what's good and bad that face looks like a donkey you know it's not <laughs> So then that gave me very naively at 16, I thought, well, tattoos are rubbish. That's never, none of that's ever going on my skin. I, I kind yeah. of respect, I like my skin. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, but later on, that that came into kind of give me the confidence to, to make the jump because that, that same artist, he's still got a studio around the corner from, from ours. He's still going and he's got a, still drives a nice car. And I'm like, Jesus, not that that matters, but I thought, well, if he's still making a good living yeah. from tattooing, you know, 15 years later, 16 years later, and he's that bad, well, well, that, that's going to give me comfort. I, I can't ever be that bad, so I will, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to make yeah, a jump. Yeah. That's it amazing. Is, it is quite scary, jumping careers. And uh, as I say, my friends, like, I've been tattooing from home, and I'm like, oh, I, I could do this. And then luckily my friend... Uh, he's a businessman, not a tattoo artist. He opened a tattoo studio, and a lot of business uh, guys, girls, open studios now. And if they've got the promotion, the clout behind them, they can set up a nice studio, yeah. and you know they can earn a lot of money off the yeah, back yeah, of yeah. the artists. And uh, yeah. that's what he was doing. And literally didn't have any portfolio. I drew a quick picture of the Hulk. I've actually got the first picture have I drew you? in fifteen years. Do you want to see? Yeah, bring it out. I'll grab it and go. <laughs> so this the Rich's stuff is uh, insane. I hadn't, I hadn't touched haven't. a pen pencil in 15 years and uh, I was like, I need to show this dude I can, I can draw. So it is freehand. I didn't trace it. But there's, there's no contrast. It's not the best, but uh, it was just a little, little Jesus. picture. So you hadn't, you hadn't drew anything in 15 years and you just drew that from like from head from like your mind oh no i've got i got a picture, got a picture. I copied it from a picture but i was just like yeah and i was like dude that's insane 
was like, bro, can you can you give me a job? <laughs> I can draw. And he was like, you know, if you offer a, a businessman free labour, it's it's a no-brainer, yeah. isn't it? I did have other plans in case I got turned down from that. Uh, you know, I'd have to create a portfolio then. Yeah. And go to other studios and get a, an artist to take me under his wing. But you know, luckily, free labour was the was the, the way. way in. So, and, so did uh, you? So did you just go balls deep straight tattooing people, or did you have? Something? No, no. It took me. I was working there like three days a week because I still had my window cleaning business, mm. which was my bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, no, I learned, I was just hanging around the shop helping clients. There was a graphic designer there, which taught, he taught me Photoshop. Yeah. You know, I think when you're learning stuff, you know yourself, learning, uh, you know, synths and, and uh, Logic, Ableton, etc. If you've got a guy there who knows everything that you can just ask stuff. Yeah. It's, it's loads quicker than, Trying you know, to do diving yourself. through tutorials or it's just, totally. it's instant. What yeah, you, what's this, Josh? So that helped, and then I started tattooing on pig skin, and I just monitored other like kind of. There's this one famous apprentice because she was apprenticing under like a an amazing artist, John Anderton, and we're good friends now, actually, Michelle. But her level as an apprentice, I was like, what the, <laughs> you know, what, what? It was just insane. Uh, so. I was just using, and I followed some other apprentices. Now doing, you know, they were doing pigskin, and then they progressed to free tattoos, and then they progressed to. So I was just keeping tabs on their yeah. accounts and saying to the boss, you know, can I do this? Can I do this? And within six months, I was tattooing, you know, simple stuff on on clients. What's your what you was know? your first tattoo? On a client? Oh, ever? On a person? Oh, it was uh, it was my friend's house who kind of suggested. He was like. I'm gonna. I've started tattooing. Do you wanna come and watch? I did this really ropey. So I've got a picture of it somewhere. A really ropey little star, and I was like, <laughs> I was so nervous. The light was shining through. The heat was on the back of my head. I couldn't see. He was standing up. I was like, I don't know. I can't. I can't do it, man. And I did this ropey little star. It was. Yeah. It was. But he's still got it, and he's like, I'm never gonna. This is never gonna be covered up. That's this so is your good. First tattoo. Yeah, that's but, amazing. Uh, so I. So. You were tattooing pretty quickly, like from yeah, start to yeah. finish. Yes, six months. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe after four months, I was tattooing pigskin. Maybe after five months, maybe I tattooed my brother. He came in the shop, and I wasn't nervous with my brother because yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. I, I can I can hurt him as much as well. And, and then my <laughs> first tattoo in the shop was an elbow. How ridiculous is that? Oh. Yeah, that's but it was that's, all right. That's not the best place to tattoo generally. Because it's no. painful. Yeah, and it's just the weirdest shape. Yeah. But yeah, I don't do I don't do things the easy way. Fair enough. Uh, I respect <laughs> that. So I guess so when did you realise you were good? Cause cause uh, as, when... as as an artist, there's a point when you oh, I I can only speak for myself, and I, I'm pretty sure most people like that. There comes a point when you you always doubt yourself no matter how successful you are for me anyway i'm always like oh i could do better i could always do better etc yeah. etc however there comes a point when you're like okay this is fucking good like this is a like for me it's like okay this is actually a really good record and i'm really happy with this record when was there a point like what 
what was it that like in your career that kind of got you to where you were like, okay, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. With with the with the just the tattooing, not the art, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It was there's a lot of good artists in the shop, and uh, it's probably after I don't know six months or I don't know four months, six months, and it is my like my fourth black and grey rose. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, I've been going. I've been having days off and going to some of the you know my favorite artists. Yeah. So I was fast tracking myself, you know, say when you started your career, if you could jump in the studio with, you know, uh, I can't think of an amazing engineer <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, I don't know, you're Chris Lake. Or yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, if, you could, if you could have a day with him when you just started, it would fast track you. So yeah. I was booking in with my favourite artists spending money so i guess that fast track me a bit so it was maybe after four months and i did a black and gray rose and one of the artists were like just like jizzed over it was like look at this everyone and i was and i and i knew it was good i could see it from my other roses bearing in mind my first one took five hours and it was that big yeah and i'm i've probably chewed all his skin <laughs> uh, but it was it was good and I, he, he gave me props and so and one of the artists in the shop were just like oh it's just a rose and I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I kind of, that gave me a lot of confidence. Fuck that person. Oh, no, I could really do this. That's not blow my own trumpet, but that's one of the, Yeah. I haven't seen a rose come out like that in the whole studio. Yeah. But saying that, because it was a, a business run studio, a lot of the artists were just working quick, whereas I, was, I respect people's skin. Not saying they didn't, but I wanted to just do my best work because that's yeah. your reputation on someone's arm. Totally. So with the shop, what's the shop called? Or that you're at now? Uh, my studio yeah. is Dark Horse Collective. Dark Horse. In uh, Sutton Coalfield. So did you go and open your own studio from that? Or are you still in, is it the same studio? No, no. My first studio, uh, again, it's close to where yeah. we opened. Uh, there's a chain of them in the West Midlands. Uh, but I think I worked there for about a year and a half. Okay. Uh, and as I say, I, I, I kind of evolve very quick. So especially when I'm working for people, I've got like big ideas and that I don't think they clashed with, you know, the owner wants to earn money. I want to be the, try and be the best artist in the world. So we, you know, sooner or later, we're going to, we're going to clash. So it's, it's, it's the one the- thing, it's the one thing with business and art, although that it goes hand in hand, it also kind of doesn't because yeah being the artist you want to be the best artist you possibly can but when yeah there's a businessman involved they want to earn the most money as quick as they possibly can or yeah. not necessarily as quick as they can but just no you're, the, you're right you're right most. in this case yeah right. so it's like it kind of ruins art it stop yeah. it slows the process of becoming yeah. that better artist um, and you can like you can see it in music 100% a lot there's a lot of very big artists that are huge but personally I don't think puts out insane music and that's obviously that's a personal opinion but I think yeah. there's some artists that are like at the top of their game and they release amazing music and there's artists at the top of their game that release the the same record every time 
they, yeah, they release a record. Yeah, it's just easy. There's no like pushing someone forward. I totally agree. So uh, Dark Horse Studio, how long yeah, have you Dark, had that? So I opened it with my uh, one of my colleagues at my first studio, Jamie Lee Knott, because even though, you know, a year, year and a half's experience, it's not with tattooing it's not really enough to open on your own so i was gonna I say that, that. that it seems pretty pretty fresh it seems like quite yeah new. so and he had a few more ex- years experience than me so it made sense to open together because it's less of a risk and yeah uh, yeah we've been open six years this august so yeah and it's going well i take yeah, it yeah it's going really well we've got like eight artists damn under us we've got Jamie's fiance that does the piercing, yeah, the laser removal. She sells jewelry. She runs the studio and the hall. So it's a nice little, uh, yeah, it's a nice little family we've got. That's amazing. So, do you ever go like touring for artists? Like, because I know I follow quite a few tattooists, and yeah, I I'm I look on their like profiles, and they're like, okay, so this week I'm in Miami, and this week I'm in yeah. LA, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How does that work? It's like a, it's a guest spot yeah. or, or conventions. I mean, there's probably about worldwide, probably about five shows a month. Okay. And some of these are absolutely huge. Like the biggest, I mean, the American shows are the biggest, uh, but that I don't think the American shows cater for kind of my style. That's more of a, a Europe thing. Okay. Uh, Why is that? So I don't know. <sighs> Do you just think you're because when I come to the US, uh, you, I, I mean, they charge can charge a <laughs> lot of them, like three times, yeah, what I charge four times what I charge here, and I always give them the option. I'm like, probably be cheaper if you had a holiday in the UK, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, America does things on such a large scale anyway, but the conventions are like two thousand artists, and it's just it's massive yeah. whereas in europe yeah you know you can still get like 600 700 artists milan is a very big show london's still one of the best in the world yeah parish the parish show is is incredible as well uh brussels is fantastic there are four shows i'll do like every year obviously not this year yeah uh now i'd squares milan in at the start but that's when it all started to kick off dude let me know last. when you're doing one i will 100 percent come down I've always, I've yeah. never been to a convention and I've always really wanted to. Um, well, it's a shame London had moved its dates. For, it's usually in September. But yeah. It was in July, August this year and I've just had to cancel. So Rona. it's a shame, it's a shame, but yeah, make sure you go to a, a good one, but the smaller ones are pretty cool. Venice do an amazing convention and they get like the top, top artists there, yeah, you know, imagine. the competition's insane and it is competing. You've got different prizes at the end. Yeah. Again, it's very subjective. It depends on the judges, depends on the piece, but it is nice. You know, I'm a bit, I'm competitive and it, it just gives you something, you know, a little pat on the back and you can, it, it, it gives the customers a little bit of confidence. But Yeah, how do you, you know, compete in tattoos? So, Or is it literally you, just, just somebody's opinion? It is usually three judges' opinion. Yeah. Or now there's a, new, there's a new style of judging, which is... Uh, think they originated in like in uh, china uh where they'll have seven judges on stage and they'll have two tokens yeah and they'll have 
they'll have all the contestants lined up for maybe best small black and grey. Usually the categories are like best avant-garde, best small black and grey, best large black and grey, yeah. best colour. And then usually on the last day of the show, the shows go from, to, well, anything from one to three days. And the last day will usually be best of show. Uh, so, you know, I could be working on a three-day piece with, with a colleague yeah. and it could be a big but full back and ass piece or, or whatever. Ugh, uh, painful. But they usually have three judges on stage and, and one one kind of client will come up and they'll mark it and they'll score at the end, third, second, first. Yeah. Or as I was just saying, the new kind of judging way, they'll they'll these seven, six, seven judges will give the client uh, you know, their fa- their favourite tattoo, they'll give them a token. And they'll just work it out from there. Okay. Uh, one with the most tokens wins, second, third. If there's a tie, they'll just clear everyone off stage and, and do the process again, again with just those clients. So it's pretty cool. It's yeah. good. I want to go. So do the, is it literally like every tattoo that gets, I take it everyone's getting tattoos at the convention. Can like, how does that work? Is it just like you you ta- you put a notice that you're going to be tattooing at this convention and this is what you charge and this is how what what you do or anything like that and then somebody books you and that is it or is it like I'm tattooing at this convention I want somebody's body to do what the fuck I want. Uh, both and both yeah. are right. I mean, you've got artists that like more traditional that can do you know, tattoos in a couple of hours. They will go and do walk-ups. They'll have a, a load of designs on, on their kind of the book table. And people will come up and, and they'll just get walk-ups, they're called. And then you get artists like me that will advertise, I want to do a big back piece. Yeah. Whether it be a collab or solo. Uh, and I'm, I'll be at this, I'll be at Paris Convention. And then I'll start to get inquiries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I like to enter stuff in, in competitions. Okay. Uh, they are quite stressful. So I'm kind of, that's been my thing for the last two or three years, try, you know, trying to get awards because it's it's just that buzz and yeah. get a lot of anxiety doing it. And it's, you know, nice anxiety. And uh, if you win, it's cool because you, you're testing yourself against like the best. Uh, in the world. The best artist. And if you can beat them or come, again, it's subjective. So it, it's not always accurate, but it's ju- it's just nice to be in the mix, yeah. So to speak. So it's like any award, yeah. isn't it? In art, like it is all yeah. very subjective. It, uh, like yeah. what's like the Oscars, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like DiCaprio but, should have had at least exactly. Five. But you you then it, again, it's subjective. However, it's still a nice nice feeling when you're the artist yeah. that even if you're nominated, if you win, or even if you just put forward to be part of it, if you know what I mean, yeah. um, definitely. it's definitely nice. So, I mean, London, like London last year, me and my pal, we, we won best of show in London and that's really, like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's like, that's the ultimate. I could, we can't still can't actually believe it. What was it? What piece was it? It was a piece, uh, not my usual style. We kind of, we mix styles on the leg. It is a little bit traditional. There's a little bit of realism. There's a little bit of ornamental. And it went from the lady's uh, ankle 
up to the top of the thigh and then it kind of flowed onto her arm okay half a sleeve interesting uh but when we got her on stage we had her dressed in black so we had a a black sleeveless top black leggings we cut the leg off she had another tattoo that was coming out and nearly touching the other one so we got some makeup it's all about the details <laughs> like the presentation this is what we like me and my pal and we're like oh such and such is have you seen that piece have you seen this piece and we're like we, we've got no chance and then slowly we whittle down and we're the last three on stage and we're like oh well i'll be happy with third He's yeah like, and then suddenly our client was the only one left there and i'm like you're joking <laughs> and then it's, it's just like wow it come together that weekend and we argued a bit me and my pal because we're both very passionate but you know, we, we, we kiss and make up like yeah, five minutes after. So it, it, that was a cool experience. Probably one of the best. How, how does it work when you're co-tattooing? Does it, is it like you go in with an idea or he or he or she goes in with an idea and then you both put it together? Or is it like, how the fuck does it work? With, with something like London, uh, Ryan had this idea to do the tattoo over two kind of limbs. He wanted to do the leg and the arm yeah. and it all flowing together. So that was his idea. And our client, I think big shows like London, you're willing to do it, you know, a little bit of a discount so you can have full free reign. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that in every show. You'd rather do, you know, not block any creativity, whatever, whatsoever, and just do the best piece. Uh, but, you know, and sometimes you can ask the client, send us some work that you like from me, that you like from from Ryan and uh, you know, can put something together for you that, that you like, or she'll say, you know, I want a lady face and I want, I want nature. You can have free reign, but I want these things. So yeah, yeah it's, it's like a collaboration with the client as well. And so, is, did you say it's Ryan? Yes. Is he Ryan. like similar artist to you, like as in styles or is no, it completely, completely different. different? He does ornamental. What's ornamental? Uh, it's it's a lot of light precise line work uh oh, okay jewels uh floral yeah nice the stuff the stuff that chicks like <laughs> classic so who is your favorite artist i've got so many at the moment i'm really loving uh, there's a guy i've collaborated with four times walter montero what's he's what? i need to check him out because i've never I've never heard of it. Oh, mate. What's he kills it? it. Walter. If you, if you Instagram, W-A-L-E-R. W-A-L-E-R. Yeah. It should pop up. And then Montero. Walter Montero. His name's Walter, but his Instagram's Wyler for some reason. Okay. Yeah, this makes sense why you like it. Have you, so the last his last video is the collaboration we did. You can see my arm, I think. It, that's you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But that's something we worked on at the start of the year. But he's Walter's so chilled. He's a really cool guy from uh, Argentina. Uh, he he works from Germany. Yeah, Paderborn. And uh, yeah, we're super chill when we work together. I think everyone I've collaborated with, to be honest, have been really cool. Uh, luckily. His stuff's amazing. It's 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 different to yours, but I can see the resemblance on how you're both kind of could collab. Yeah. Um, 
Dude, tattoos are amazing now. They're ridiculous. Like, I remember, well, you remember, like, the tribal stuff, the old, tr- yeah. the old yeah. slag tags. Is that what we used to call yeah. them? Like, yeah. tramp stamps. Tramp stamps. <laughs> they were awful. And the tattoo I've got, like, I, I'm still really happy with it and I love it. But even now, like, I had, I recently had my, um, my calves done. Yeah. And how was that? It was all right. It wasn't too bad. Was yeah. I want to get my, it was a bit, I had like, I get like eczema and I had some like yeah. eczema like come up right, literally the week before she tattooed. So, yeah. oh no. But it, I was flying to LA. I had, I had a show in LA and I kind of booked out two days for her to tattoo. And I was like, I, it the eczema had like cleared over but it was still like a bit sore yeah. so um the first day she did that leg and then i played a show that night slept for like two hours and then had to go and get another one. Oh, mate <laughs> by I the end that of that good day. by the end of the day that was pretty pretty rough you see so you did the day yeah i did the day yeah because honestly i hammer my clients so much you should see the 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 information i give them when they're booking (laughs) right you need to eat healthy (laughs) you need to drink water you need to cream this area where you're getting tattooed twice a day so the skin's soft in good in good prep uh you need sleep uh what i mean a few things which which uh which are key you know, hydration, good yeah. sleep. And clients don't sit well if they've got something going on and if they're stressed because they just can't can't relax, you know, if yeah. the missus is giving them some grief or something. So there's a <laughs> Get lot, rid there's of a your lot. missus. <laughs> Sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. Healthier you are, the better you're going to heal. Uh, so, yeah. And and some some there's a small percentage of clients that think, once you've tattooed them, the, the job's done. They can just go and yeah, and go swimming and go yeah, in a man. pond and let the dogs lick it. And it's just like, no, you, this is your part now. You have to be on it for the next six weeks. Well, for me, it's for me when, well, I still do. I like, I moisturize my tattoos every morning and every yeah. night. And I think there's so many people that just don't look after tattoos. You spend yeah. all this money to have an amazing piece of work done and then you just leave it or you go sunbathe and let it ruin. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't really get it. It doesn't really make any sense to me. I think, I think maybe the thought process is that they're thinking they're buying something from a shop and they can, you know, if you buy a TV, you don't have to, don't have to clean it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is something I've never known. How does a tattoo actually stay in your skin for that long? I've it makes few, no sense. I've got a few to me. friends that could answer this question a lot better than a lot <laughs> Go better on, you than butcher me. it. You can. <laughs> they, know all the, they know all the technical terms, uh, the epidermis layers, and uh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> how does how does it stay in your skin, like for that long? Because tattoos do fade eventually, right? But the, the fading part comes from the client to be honest if yeah. they're going on holiday a lot or if they love the sun and they're just not putting any sun cream on you know that skin gets damaged mm. you know i've got white ink on my arms if i go in the sun for 10 minutes and i haven't put any sun cream on that that top layer will turn yellow yeah 
you know, it goes it goes back to normal in the winter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the sun worshippers, they just... And with every kind of outing in the sun, the, uh, the skin's getting more damaged and, you know, new layers are growing over. Yeah. That's when it kind of starts to fade. You know, anything... The sun will fade anything. Yeah. Absolutely anything. If it's... Uh, you know they're like in exposed long enough but how, it, it still amazes me how a tattoo just stays like forever like it my, 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 on the artist. It my parents on the artist my parents they well. own like a drug and alcohol rehab and of course you yeah. can pretty much guarantee that what type of tattoos you get kind of coming in in there and it's a lot of them are like tattoos that they did when they're 15 years old or when they're yeah. 12 from like a their own like ink gun yeah but it's still there it doesn't doesn't ever go away yeah it i it's weird <laughs> i still can't get you my head what, around how is, it works there is, i spend a lot of time looking at techniques and you know my artists my tattoos are like perfect you know i yeah. haven't got any raised and that's that's how they should be and you can tell you know don't get me wrong when it heals when it settles in the skin there might be a patchy bit, but yeah. a good artist will just, you know, touch it up nicely. But there shouldn't be any raised bits. And if it's raised, artist's gone a bit too deep. Yeah. And I've seen some, like, you know, famous work, you know, really good famous artists, good reputation, and that, and their stuff's raised to fuck, man. And, and I think some artists maybe think I can use these, this voltage on every client and this works for me, but every... Yeah. I'll, I'll spend the, the first five minutes just getting used to the skin, how it, how it takes okay. the ink. Uh, and then you've got some artists that don't put the ink in properly. They get a lot of bad heels. So yeah. there is a lot of trial and error and, uh, you know, a lot of research that needs to go into that. Yeah. Because I pride myself on having good heels. Obviously, the client's got to, you know, help that process totally, look after yeah, yeah. in the first place. But, yeah, it is a... Is a big trial and error thing when you when you start, especially. Do you ever find it? Because literally on my on my arm, there's a G, and he's filled it in a couple of times, and yeah. it just never took. Like really, yeah, it like would literally just always just get rid of it, and I I don't know why, but it's the only place. Like everything else is absolutely fine, and there's it like in the G, it's just a little faded. And you're just like, is it, why? Is I it, don't know why it wouldn't take. Is it solid black or is it grey wash? Uh, solid black. It's a, it's like a font, like a writing. I don't know if you can yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, that's, that's weird, man. I yeah. don't know. It's he really to weird. Go over it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know where he is now. But I I've had like mates that. And and when I go into tattoo shops, I've had mates and tattoo artists and they're like, oh, you don't want him or you don't want her because they're like proper rough. Like, <laughs> or when you like, you had a mate and they're like, that was fucking awful. Like, what, why are some people rougher than other people? Like how, what does that, is, or is that just like purely people can't handle the pain? Because literally everyone that said, when I said, oh, I'm getting my calf done, they're like, good luck with that. It's fucking awful. And I'm like, it wasn't that bad. But the tattooist, she's, she does some amazing work. I think her her name's Nat- Natalia, but her Instagram's hip 
it's just hypnotic. Um, yeah. It's very like, it's all gray and white, um, gray and black stuff. Um, but her, her kind of like, it's very old schooly, punky kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, I, but, I think the people, everybody's different. I mean, this is the cl- proper cliche question. Yeah. You know, lower legs hurt. And, and the lower legs can be very difficult because yeah. they're swelling. And it is a 50-50 toss-up whether the client's going to really feel it or not. And, uh, yeah, it's a everybody's different. Nobody can answer that question, yeah. what, which part hurts the most, because everybody's totally different. And just like your other question, all the artists are totally different. Some, with me, I'm very, I've got like a, unfortunately or, or fortunately, I've got a very forensic brain. So I'm looking every little detail, how I can get a better heel, always trying new products trying new techniques i'm always trying to perfect and get better and better and even if a client i'm struggling to wipe ink off the leg when i'm tattooing i'll be like can you go and drink some water because i can tell the skin's dehydrated yeah even drinking like a little pint of water there and then i can wipe this the ink off easier just little things like that and some artists who don't notice stuff we'll just put up with that for a full day for seven hours it's like come on man you can just you can just fix it like that so some artists, like I say, don't they probably don't test the skin for the first few minutes and yeah. just go at it. Well, this works for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes back all raised and fucked and like, oh, well, you did you do something wrong? So I don't know. I'm I've got a, a detailed kind of brain, so I'm always always uh always testing stuff. And as I say, some might be heavy handed. Like you get good plumbers, bad plumbers, yeah, heavy handed yeah, totally. plumbers. Yeah. They might be good, but but you know, uh, heavy handed. So yeah, <laughs> you know. no, I feel that. What's your thoughts on the shins? I want to get my shins done next. I haven't got my shins done. I only had my lower leg done in Latvia a few months back. Uh, but shins, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's it's gone over my shin actually. Right. It is over my shin. No, it's it's fine. But she's super quick. Yeah, super quick. Yeah, I want to get my shins done really badly. Um, cover-ups. How does that work? I always use the analogy. It's like a, it's like a boxing match. You got to pick your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the worst one then? You just got to pick your opponent. <laughs> pick the right opponent who you, who you can beat. You know you can. So beat. if if some someone comes in with some ridiculous, uh. I don't know if you've got a strong idea for that particular, sometimes it'll just click. Sometimes they'll come in and it's, it's wishy washy black and gray. It's like, well, I can cover anything. I can cover that now easily with anything. You're not limited. If they've got a black band, I saw a really cool, one of my friends, Jay freestyle He's he does kind of abstracts and mixed styles like myself. And you can tell the guy had a, a, a black tribal band or whatever. So he kind of, he blacked it out even more. He did some whiting, some white flower out, like floral outlines over the top and kind of faded it up. And then he's put this big geometric thing coming round. And it just, how Jay's style is, it, it, it looks great. Yeah. You know, it's just, you're as good as the, the tattoos and the cover up is as good as your idea. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll say to clients that this is a tricky one. Let me take, take some pictures. And you know yourself, probably when you, you've got an idea for a track. Yeah. It's it's in there cooking, you know, it's cooking and it might not come out yet 
or it'll come out in bits and spurts when you try and write it. But you're like, I'll come back to that because, and then you know, with this one particular client, I'm thinking of it come to me six months later. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got the idea now. And she's like, oh, brilliant. I'm pregnant now, so screw <laughs> it. How many months? I'm like, but it does work like that. It's if you can win the the battle. Yeah. you know take it on if you haven't got the idea yet or you and you really want to do it just take some pictures sit on it so it's it just really depends on like i say how good the idea is at the time and if you're not 100 percent on the idea just just ease off and just wait just wait because i guess because once you're covering something up you can't really cover that up you can always expand and you can always tweak it's not that it's not as final as people think. Okay. Uh, so you can there's always unless it's black. Yeah. But then you can do some white work over it and some opaque grey. So there's yeah, it's never it's never fully never done. doomed. And if not, just black it all out and then just write something, do something else on it. Yeah. Start a new canvas. <laughs> um, I was going to ask something and I literally just forgot what i was gonna say that's really annoying what is it about cover-ups or no it wasn't oh yeah walk-ups walk-ups what's your thought on that i think walk-ups are cool especially at shows yeah uh but you're you're in your shop do you does your shop do walk-ups walk-ins well it's down to the artists uh no probably one artist would be oh let me think so jamie my business partner he can do walk-ups because he's a he's a trad guy but we generally push for full day sessions and do a bigger piece what's a trad guy oh traditional neo-traditional so so most traditional neo-traditional i don't know dot work artists do are capable of doing smaller stuff and there's some artists that do just like doing little one hour two hour three hour bangers and in and out yeah uh probably make more money i just like to do uh i like to fit tattoos to the body part so it looks looks as though it's supposed to be there yeah yeah and the only way you're gonna get that is doing one or two day sessions but uh yeah we you you know what the answer is no we generally don't do walk-ups in our studio because everyone pushes for bigger bigger pieces but like for example at conventions at shows i think it's really good to have a mix you know you've got guys like me or trying to trying to win an award and yeah. doing a big piece to showcase and then you've got other artists that just enjoy walk-ups enjoy meeting different people on yeah, the weekend yeah, yeah. and they can make a hell of a lot of money doing smaller tattoos and uh so you know for the for the punters for the customers clients going to the shows they can get tattooed there by their favorite artist yeah with with a walk up or you know or if or if a couple go and I'm tattooing the the guy his missus can wander off and just come back look I've got this and I've got this and it's just yeah it's, yeah, that's it's pretty cool. cool that's cool but I, you've got to have that mix to make it appealing for you know the people that go to shows yeah for me like I I don't think I, my personality, I don't think I could ever just go get a walk up tattoo. I'm, I'm too like OCD where I have to have the concept in my head for six months yeah. beforehand. And I have to like research like the artists and things like that. When, when I got my cast done, 
like the design of my cast is not it's not like a something extra special it's like a traditional mum and dad tattoo um but i wanted it done well i didn't want kind of like the i didn't want the like traditional brooklyn like burt craft kind of vibe i wanted like something really nicely done um and like thin thin line work and for me it was like it took me yeah it took me about six months to decide like who i'm gonna go and see and plan it out and what i wanted etc etc i I respect people that can just go into a tattoo shop and be like, yeah, I want that or wake up one day and be like, oh, I want to go get a tattoo and go get it. I'm, I can't yeah. deal with it. It would stress me out <laughs> way too much. <laughs> what's it, what's the longest piece you've done on yourself? Like for, for you as a, as a having a tattoo on you. Oh, on me, the longest, maybe 13 hours. Oh, uh, or, or I've done two days on my back. I used to go to Germany and just have two day sessions. But that's rough. No, it's fine. Oh, it's a bit rough after the two <laughs> days, you know, going, going, for fo- going for food. I'm just a bit like, yeah. But as soon as you get some food in you and a bit of sleep, absolutely right as rain the next yeah. day. So, no, yeah. that's fair enough. And what about tattooing on somebody else? <sighs> Maybe three days. Is that three consistent days? Yeah, and there's me and another artist. But I've, I had a girl come over from Canada at the start of the year and she had a three-day piece on the back of the leg. And I, I tried to persuade her. I was like, should we go side leg? She's like, no, no, on it, the back of my leg. I'm like, it's going to hurt under that butt cheek, you know. It's going to be Rough. the back of the thighs hideous. So, yeah. yeah. Did she take But no, she got, she she got, got through, through it. Girls are girls are tough. <laughs> they have this insane like high pain threshold. Not that, all of them, but yeah, majority. Yeah, that most sure. dudes just don't like. Yeah, yeah I, I I wonder why. Maybe it's just because they give birth. I think it's <laughs> uh, yeah, that is theory. I think it's a mental thing. If you're going abroad, for example, you're going to I don't know New York, and there's your, your artist there. And, you want a two or three day session off him and you know, you're paying a lot of money to go over and you know, the tattoo is going to be expensive as well. And it's just the mental thing. You, you know, you generally you have to still pay the artist cause he's booked three days out for you. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure. I think it's a, it's more a mental thing rather than, you know, when you're there, you will, you will sit it. I've yeah, had guys yeah. first tattoo and had a two day piece oh. and, uh, it's just, I think it's just a take it. mental thing. In, in Poland, when I went to get my ribs done, luckily it was quick. It was only like four hours and it's a big piece. And there's times where I was like, oh, Matt, this is ridiculous. I just kept looking at the his laptop and the, and the tattoo and I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going until that's finished. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I guess being a tattooist, you actually understand the process and you can be like, okay, so this is what he's done in this time. He's we've got another two hours on the clock and I'm just going to suck it up and take the pain. Um, yeah. That was what I found on, on the back of my legs is like, you just never know because you can't see. Yeah. And I, yeah. There, and it's the one thing I wish I didn't necessarily do. I wish I put them on a different place because I never see them. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't, it's, and I never, I have my legs out of the gym and that's about it. I don't really wear shorts unless I have to. So it's weird. It's annoying, isn't it? I've got favourite tattoos which are on the back of my legs, and I'm like, what? what? 
Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't see that. And since then, nobody that, ever sees it. No. So <laughs> and, why did I do? And since then, I'm just never. I, I I'm never gonna have anything on the back where I can't see it because I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm doing it for me. I'm getting a tattoo because I like the art. I'm not getting it for for anything else. Yeah. So uh, some what's... people just like the coverage, don't they? Some people just like the look. Yeah, the I get that as well. Just being covered, but yeah, I know what you're saying for sure. I think because also if you're like in like certain, if you're in like fashion or if you're like a model modeling or anything like that, I think it kind of gives you that aesthetic as well, doesn't it? You always get these, yeah. these kind of models that have tattoos everywhere and just get covered i've got a mate that's a tattoo artist in taunton and he's very it's, it's he's really good it's like just gray black and gray um and he i remember meeting his girlfriend but when he was when she was his girlfriend and they got married and literally within like two years she went from not having a single tattoo to you can't see anything like the only is like chin up is the only place where she doesn't have a tattoo. It's like neck is all done literally everywhere. I'm like, that is dedication. That's a lot of hours, man. Yeah. Where Where are you based again, Will? Are you in near Exeter? So I'm in, so I'm, I'm actually near Cheddar in Somerset. Um, okay. And then when I'm in the U- US, I'm in Detroit, um, which I haven't found any, any real good tattoo artists in Detroit. Detroit, no. It's kind of not the best place for... Tattoos. No, so good for music. So it's pretty good for music. Yeah, it's pretty good. But there's some really good tattooists out there nowadays. And Instagram oh, yeah. is what's what's your thoughts on social media and obviously like the like Dr. Woos and things like that, who are clearly insanely famous tattoo artists. Uh yeah, I mean that kind of style. It's like a hipster style, isn't it? I love it. I'll be totally honest. I love the style a lot. I really like very fine, thin work. I think it's really cool, uh, but I can't see the tattoos lasting. Yeah. Uh, It's always a big argument online, you know, they do these amazing micro tattoos. But but for me, I don't know. At the moment, I feel they're a little bit gimmicky, you know, they're very clever, total respect for the artists. Yeah, totally. They're insane, but there's just a lot of question marks about how long they're going to last. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I'm always, like I said before, I like a tattoo to fit part of the body. So, it, but again, not everybody, everybody's different. So some people like little kind of sticker things, yeah. which are in random places, which probably don't really fit, but I don't know with those little minimal line work, very light, I don't think they're going to stand the, the test of time. Yeah, A lot of them won't be there in a few years. You know, you go to Ibiza a couple of times and they just, you paid a few grand for a little bit of grey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a certain skill. I just, I mean, it doesn't, that type of tattoo doesn't, doesn't impress me. But like I say, everybody's, everybody's totally different. So do you have a rule when somebody comes to you and you're like, it has to be a certain size. It has to be something, I don't know. Yeah, if they, you get some people, again, it's like, it's not their fault. I don't know, they're not educated. Totally, on, yeah, yeah. On these things that will Well, that's why they go to you, isn't it? That's that's why yeah. they go to you. <laughs> and I'll, for sure, I'll help them along. I'll be like, they'll be like, I want it here, eight centimetres by five. And it's like, right, 
you know, it's it's gonna fit you, it's gonna fit your forearm, it's gonna yeah. flow, you know. It can't be that small because it'll look it'll look ridiculous. Yeah. But uh but again, that's subjective. That's just my opinion right now. Yeah. In five years I could be doing stuff like Mr. Wu. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's constantly changes. So yeah, at the moment I'm always pushing to fit the body part just yeah. so it, it the tattoo looks as though it's supposed to be there. I mean all the artists I go and get work off, Florian from Germany, Timor, you know, they fit the body, it fits, it, it just locks in and it just looks solid. I get so many compliments from my arms and I don't know, I, I just think that's important totally. to be, yeah, fit the body parts. So for you, when you're getting tattooed, is it something that's sentimental? Is it something or is it just because you just like good art? Well, when I, I think everyone has this... Uh, these everyone has these ideas when they're first getting tattooed that well they haven't got many ideas for a start but they just want generally people start with black and gray I, I did the the dad the new dad thing oh i can get my daughter's name yeah, yeah i can yeah. get the time of birth i can yeah. get the date i got that and <laughs> let uh, me see it let's I, see it <laughs> or did you oh, no no it's it's it's, it's all okay right. yeah yeah and then I found another artist who does black and grey, and I'm like, wow, the kind of drama, the the flow, the contrast in his work. I was like, fuck. So I went to him with something. Again, my daughter's portrait. Yeah. Uh, she's only 10 months. Probably a bad idea to get a, a portrait because she's still a little chubby thing there. And a birth flower. Again, I'm just trying to find – I'm still trying to make it all mean something. Yeah. And I wish I'd have got my whole sleeve done by him. Uh, and then I think I got a ram skull because I was born year of the ram. You're just scratching for it. These are all pretty yeah. lame ideas. And then when you get past that part, you're like, I was more in it for the art. So I'd, I'd go to this guy and he's got loads of designs on yeah. his laptop. And I'd be like, show me what you got. Oh, I like that. And I like that. I like that bit. Can we put that with that? Yeah, no problem. So from this kind of arm i just gravitated towards just getting stuff that the artist wants to do within reason yeah, you know? yeah totally uh, but like a lot of people that contact me that some of them so well some of them they just want they're very precise they want full control and now i kind of suss those people out i'm like listen if you do want full control you're very precise on these images because i have to select the images just yeah. like you have to select uh the, the parts for a track yeah, yeah. if i come to you well i, I want to use all these and they're just dog shit you're just like nah <laughs> you can't physically do that yeah. or you can you can take my money do it but it, it won't be the best <laughs> do you know what i mean oh, so, dude i've just i've li i literally i probably shouldn't say it because it's coming out this week but um <laughs> <laughs> i did uh did a remix for someone and i respect the original eyes so much not she's like a huge pop star in a world that i don't in like south america i've never even heard of her before but she's huge so i respect who she is and what she does but i got asked to do a remix and i got asked a couple of times i said no no and then they offered some good money so i was like you know what i'm i'm not working for the next foreseeable future so fuck it let's just do it and that made me realize to never do something just for money <laughs> because it was awful. Like 
I did it and I got something that was pretty good, but it literally took me 10 days yeah. to just get something that I was happy with. And it, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the fact that it just took me 10 days. It was the fact that it like put me in the worst mood <laughs> trying yeah. to, trying yeah. to crack something. It's just, it's, you can't, without being disrespectful to the original artist, you can't polish a sh- turd. Yeah. <laughs> that saying you can, can roll it in glitter exactly that's what i the did glitter, the glitter <laughs> I, I sent it to a friend and he was like dude you've done the best job will clark could ever do on the original record but it, it's just like why did why did i do that from this that... is exactly it's exactly the same because yeah. i've done that like you said i've done it <laughs> Can you, you know, I've got the the Geo Girl thing where I, it's just a, a lady face that I love doing, and you know, mixed with some abstract and geometric, but that's that's my thing. And when people say, "Oh, can you do my girlfriend?" and I'm like, I've even got a template to send out. You know, friends and families pictures are so difficult. Yeah, I have to. Choose. I, I I select the images myself because. I can pick the expression. You know, the mood, the feel, the contrast to make mm-hmm. sure the the pictures high resolution uh the angle i said you know the chances of you oh well i can get some professional pictures done i'm like that doesn't always work you know yeah. for, for amelie's photograph i got a professional to take some pictures it didn't capture the the drama i wanted yeah, to certain yeah. look this is an iphone picture yeah. that i got the day before my tattoo and it had the light shining in from uh sash windows and yeah it just it just had the expression it wasn't forced so I've got a template which I send out to clients, but like you say, sometimes and through experience, you've 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 done these jobs, and I've done the best I could. But after I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that again. I don't yeah. think so. I nearly did it a few months back. A client was like, I want one of your pieces here, and she didn't like the face that I chose. I'm like, oh, we can change. She says, I've got some pictures of me. And I'm like, okay, I'm always a bit, I'm tattooing you on you. That's yeah, but weird. I love myself. I love myself. And that's that so like, weird. It's fucking Dude, weird. Dude, that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know what people go through and what, anyway. I'm no, I know, go. but that's still fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. And anyway, I, I put the design together. It looked pretty cool, but then I thought, hang on, I've done this before. I thought, you know what? I'm not, I'm just been there before. I'm, not feeling it don't think i'll be happy because it's and then we did something else and I, I was happy with that and she was over the moon so it's just making those uh educated decisions yeah, now yeah, where yeah. you're like just no yeah adjusting away from the problems because it's no good for your mental health no because you just don't want i think you, you still have you still have to live with it it's still on somebody's body and you know that God knows how many people are still going to see that. And even if it looks amazing, but you deep down inside, like I've got records that I've released and I can't fucking stand them. Cannot stand them. Well, they're like children. Every record is like a little, it's like one of your babies. Isn't yes. It? Well, see the th- you've always got your favorite. You've always got the, <laughs> the annoying little fuckers that you don't like. You can't so. stand. See, for me, it was like, it's, yeah, there's record. I think, and I think that would just comes from when you're younger, or when you're naive, or I don't know what it is. 
But when you're like new in the industry, you're like, I just need to fucking release music. I need to put music yeah. out. Yeah. And then you write this record and you think it's going to be a hit record. And it's not. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, a year goes by and you're like, oh my God, that's actually dog shit. Yeah. And then Spotify gets born and then everyone can hear your whole back catalogue and <laughs> see everything. And you're like, oh my God, why did I put that out? But, but sometimes lo love is blind. Well, <laughs> love is blind. If you're emotionally attached to that record because you did it, you can't, you've, you can't judge it. You, you cannot judge it. Need some honest friends that can like really give it your brutal. Well, I think that's the thing. I think at the time it was like, so I'm one of my records is called Spandex Suit. Okay. Yeah. And it's literally, it's the goofiest record ever. And it came out and it came out and defected. It like, yeah, it could have when been. Did it, when was it released? I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but I, I cannot stand it. I, I would happily have every other record out. I cannot stand that record so much. And the fact that it's on Defected, which is quite a difficult label to get on. You're like, maybe even more so. Oh. I just don't... <laughs> uh, swap it. And they signed it so quickly. Like, really? so quickly. And they were like, this could be huge. And I was like, yeah, this could be huge. And it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it wasn't and it wasn't at all oh. and i'm so glad it wasn't because i would never want to be known for that record it's fucking i'm gonna awful. check it out mate don't it's terrible spandex spandex suit yeah it's terrible well, and well. ria the girl that did the singing on it is actually like it names like every like comic um character yeah. I was just talking about getting your spandex suit. Um, oh, my God, it makes me cringe just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but the idea at the time, you thought it was strong, so you just you went with it. You just know? roll with it. Is there any tattoos that you just completely regret? Uh, yeah, maybe a couple of the family ones where I've done the, the misses because yeah like i say you've always got those annoying children that you just don't lie <laughs> uh but yeah there's there's been a couple over the years but like as you say yourself you know our careers you we learn from not the mistakes but from the the not so good ones and yeah, totally. uh you know we make less of them as we as we crack on yeah so. no 100 i think for me <laughs> it's about living like what you were saying with with the concepts and with the ideas it takes you time and for me it's about living with the record like you might i might write a record and it's i think it's the best best thing since sliced bread and then you live with it for a day and you're like okay maybe it's not as good as sliced bread but it's pretty good and then you yeah. live with it for a bit longer and you're like uh actually this i'm glad this is never gonna come out and i'm glad <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just weird how how the brain works where you're just like this is amazing and then the more yeah. and more time you spend with it and the more and more you critique it it pr it probably is actually pretty good but it's just something it's just a part of being an artist that you kind of just want to always be better 
we yeah we can't judge can we? I mean this is a this is something I talk about with a lot of artists and it's always the way you you think oh this is going to kill it this is going to go viral this is like insane this is groundbreaking yeah. and you put it out and it, nobody likes it probably yeah, gets yeah. a few hundred likes a couple of thousand likes whatever and then you put something out I, I did a fairy once i wasn't really doing much of my style <laughs> this fa- this this shitty cover up fairy just blew up and I'm really? like, what the? F- I'm doing this cool original work, and this fairy's just smashed my page. What the? So I started hashtagging fairy tattoo on all my posts. <laughs> I think it's got to be the hashtag. It can't be the tattoo. You just People don't know. It. It's not for us to judge. It's like, like you say, you you put a track out that you're in love with. You you've spent like weeks on it. You put your heart and soul into it. You've got vocalists on. You've chopped and changed that many versions, and you're like, "This is going to kill it. This is going to blow up. This summer, this is going to be the summer anthem." And it's like, "Nah." And then you you knock out a half a day track, a release on any old label, and it just that blows up. It's like, dude, that what? is literally what everybody I know that's what's happened. Like yeah. my, not my biggest record now, but my biggest record back in the day, big uh, booty percolating. I literally wrote that in like less than two hours yeah and the re i had to finish it because one of my best mates came over and she wanted to go to the pub she was like well fucking hurry up Uh, (laughs) and i finished it and it was the reason why i'm here but technically is it my best song i don't know but people fucking love it so that's the thing though isn't it it's the it's the pressure going to the pub it's like oh shit well i've got this idea i'm just gonna i'm just gonna smash it out it's just the the essence the inspiration and the maybe some of the rawness that's just in the record that just just makes it i mean we had a similar thing we 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 did this track called uh doc this is when we we discovered what docking was and we're just sending fucking pictures of the guys docking each other just to gross each other out, yeah. you know what I mean? So we was trying to fit docking in every track, but this track we did with Kelly Allen. Like, was it kept Do- was it Doc on? Kelly I, Allen. I don't know. We did it with some art. No, Italia, uh, Italian. No, she's Brazilian. Italia. Uh, okay. And we was like, how can we fit docking into this? We call it Docana, but we had this big vocal. You know, we spent days on it, a lot of money in the studio, released it. Nobody cares. And then we released something from Joseo, little clubby banger, so simple. And it just charted. And we're like, we just put our heart and souls into this. Weird, isn't it? it Nobody cares. I've I've learned that the minute your record gets released is is not your record it's everybody else's yeah and they get to, yeah, sure. they get to decide to do well dude give me two seconds i really need to piss give me two seconds right. i'll be back it's all right man i'll grab a drink oh hello mate you're right <laughs> so what's the plan for the rest of the year obviously with coronavirus everything's just kind of shut down what, what are you doing plans yeah more, more like penciling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let me think. So we we're gonna relaunch our label, Makina, in on June the fifteenth. Nice. We've got tracks to see us out for the rest of the year. We got 
uh, another team member on board, which is going to really, which is going to really help. Yeah. Uh, on a whole, I think uh, that's the thing these days. We're just uh, back when kind of our label faded out. We were just, you know, we all had children, and yeah, you know, yourself is difficult. But with with a bigger team this time, and we've all got different, uh, we've all got strong points, which is going to help push the label forward. So yeah, that's going to be exciting. Uh, just creating our website at the moment, and we're going to push. With me being having this platform with the art, we're going to push the the uh, artwork a bit more. You know, self yeah. prints. We've got our own that's website cool. that's being built. So, and yeah, looking forward to getting back to work. Hopefully, July. Okay, we'll be able to start booking clients. Uh, I'm, you know what, though? I'm really enjoying painting, learning to paint. It's something I've wanted to do for the last five years, but uh, I just, I think like a lot of a lot of artists, we just spread ourselves a bit too thin and want to travel everywhere. But this coronavirus has actually pushed me into, obviously we've got a lot to spare time, into getting stuck into this new medium. Uh, and yeah. I've, yeah, as I say, for the last five years, I've had the, I've had everything, all the gear and no idea. Now I'm using these canvases and, and I'm selling the paintings really quick. Really? I'll put it online and they're the going like an hour, luckily. Do you know what you not- need to do with that? You just need to double the price. <laughs> I'm I'm creeping it up. I'm creeping Don't it up. creep that fucker up. Just double it. Double it. Okay. One of my friends, she she has this like amazing mirror in in her place, and she opened one of her windows the other day, and it smashed. Like it fell fell on the window, it fell on the floor, and smashed. And I was like, tape it up, and put it online, and sell it for ten grand. Some fucking idiot's gonna buy it because <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> you can just do anything nowadays and and I think that's the thing, but you're clearly good at what you do. Make as much money as you possibly can, mate. This is true. Yeah. Don't creep it up. Don't creep it up. Just fucking do it. Just double it up. So yeah, the paintings, uh, and I'm looking, uh, at possibly doing another studio probably won't be this year. I've been looking for the last few years, uh, buildings or land, to try and uh, do something special, you know. Yeah. But with the art and the paintings, I'm thinking, and I lo- love my coffee and your f- my food, like like yourself. Yeah. Uh, and these are all experiences that I've got from studios I've guested at. Yeah. Uh, from New York, Soho Inc. Yeah. They've just got big bits of art from different artists all over the world, all for sale. And I'm thinking in our studio, I've just got loads of little prints from artists. And yeah, I just yeah. think that's pretty cool. It's like a gallery yeah. and a tattoo studio. <clears throat> and another studio I've been at, uh, No Regrets in Cheltenham. They've got a chef that works there from 10 till 2. Really? Jay Halford. Oh, mate. The menu. He, well, he changes it every week. but And they do the best coffee. They've got all nice juices. They've yeah. got different breakfasts you know you're smashed avocado and sourdough and all that nonsense that I, I love and it's like wouldn't it be cool to have like your own chef so you've got food option you've got a gallery i'd have some decks there yeah. so we could do like we could showcase different artists yeah, yeah uh you know we could do features on them once a month could come up uh 
and then we could have the tattooing upstairs. So at the moment, I'm just looking. I mean, this idea might change, but I'm just looking for buildings or, or land that we could we could do this project in. I've got some good backers. Yeah. So that's dope. Yeah, lots of lots of ideas. Going on from that, <laughs> why every tattoo shop I've been in, they're only listening to hard rock. What the fuck is that about? I don't know. I've got big issues with death metal because anything that screams, I mean, I know it's apparently it's an art, but I just can't, I can't do it. It makes me very anxious. It's not relaxing. I want to be relaxed. Yeah. I want to be relaxed when I'm having a tattoo and I do not want to listen to some hairy bearded dude fucking scream down a microphone with his shirt off. Like I respect the genre. I actually like some of it, but. When I'm getting tattooed, I do not want to hear it. Yeah. I, mate, I'm with you. You come in our <laughs> studio. We haven't got any music. We've got TVs. We watch movies. I even deleted I like that, the yeah. horror section because it's a similar thing. You don't want to be watching someone get stabbed while you're getting <laughs> stabbed. Yeah, when blood's coming out of your arm. Exactly. So it's I kind of ask for lighthearted stuff to be played, you know, your, your stepbrothers and just fun stuff, lighthearted, disposable yeah, yeah. movies. But yeah, I don't know why that is. I think uh, maybe it comes from old school, doesn't it? You have yeah. to be g- tattoos, goth, metal, rock. But now that is all changing because yeah. you've got failed artists like myself being like, "Well, I can tattoo," and it, and we're not from like rock yeah, backgrounds. Yeah. We're like, I think that's another reason why I want my own studio because we will get like DJs to come in, yeah, and I will play my music. It's yeah, not going to yeah. be. You know, it's just going to be a house spectrum, chilled, cool. relaxed, driving, uh, rather than, yeah, the generic. screaming and <laughs> Scream, uh, Right, I dude. don't know. I've spoke to some artists and they're like, it's like opera. And I'm like, bro, this isn't, this isn't, it's nothing <laughs> like opera, man. Yeah, but it's, it's the same structure. I'm like, well, everything's the same structure. It's going to start at middle and an end. Come on. It's just, this is true. Just this isn't true. relaxing. Yeah. I, I've got to, li- I've got to leave the room. Cause it's making me. Yeah. I, I, uh, when I was getting my cast done last, there was a dude, there was a dude tattooing someone's head, like <laughs> next door. And they, it was very cliche. Like the guy was getting his tattoos, tattooed his head tattoo was like had piercings all over him was like very cliche um rocker and they were just putting like screaming rock music on and i'd literally just like spent i i played all night long i think i played all all night long in i think it was sound in la so yeah i just played like seven and a half hours and had like two hours sleep and i was like oh man fuck's sake people i do not want to listen to <laughs> <laughs> this music ever again um but yeah did man. you have your headphones with you i did but i i i find and this is something from when i was a kid like i when i was with like grew up with my family like we never had headphones we never like listen to headphones when we were around people or put headphones in and or anything yeah, like which I just enough. find it pretty rude. Bit, um, bit rude, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would always like I I don't know, I, I struggle to do that when I'm like sitting down. But um what what's your thoughts on that on having conversations whilst tattooing? Cuz 
I like to have a conversation, but the last tattooist I had, Natalia, she like would make conversation, but she was clearly concentrating on what she was doing. Uh, you know, it depends on the, it's a weird one. It depends on how difficult the job is. Usually if I'm doing a, like a detail part or mapping it out so the first few hours, I'll probably be a bit quiet. But then when I've, got everything in place and the stencil's not going to wipe off then i can just relax a bit and yeah i'll start i'll be more chatty it depends on the chemistry as well i've had clients say oh i'm not very chatty i'm like that's cool man you know crack on with your head it, I'm, i really i'm not bothered nothing yeah. if they don't want to talk to me i'm fine with if they do want to talk to me absolutely fine let me just sort this out and i can relax yeah, a bit. yeah. It's, it's cool and also the skin can stress you out as well because it's something we, you know, we create this in our own heads, don't we? If the skin's difficult and they've got to leave at seven and you're you're thinking, oh, you know, I've got to get this done. Mm. But, you know, that's easily fixed by saying, you know, I'm struggling with your skin a bit, you might have to come back. So get it out there quick so you can yeah. both relax. And, you know, it's, 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 it's people's skin's difficult. I think that's why I prefer painting now because... Uh, <laughs> Canvas you haven't got the same. You haven't got all these problems with canvas, but uh, uh, but yeah, you just don't know until the turn up what the day is going to be like and how how it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's how you feel on the day as well. I think that's the thing. Yeah. It's, obviously, yeah. It's it's the same for me. It's like, and it's the same for I can pretty much talk for pretty much every DJ in the world that some days you're feeling it and some days you're not, and people forget that it's still your job you still got to yeah. turn up and you still got to do the best possible thing. But there's some days you're just like, I can't be fucked for this. I can't be yeah. bothered. I'd rather be at home. I try and, I try and help that because I only work three days a week. Nice. So I do have, I really do have nice. my daughter, you know, three days, but I try and, you know, get all admin stuff and designs out the way in those four. And then I can really concentrate, but that's taken years to kind of get to the stage where I can do that yeah that's really nice i'm i'm still not at that point where i've worked out a balance i i don't think it's i don't think it's about calling it a balance it's just a choice of what yeah. you want to do um it, yeah it's weird it's a tough one I, i'm still trying to work on it i'm still trying to get there because i'd love to be able to like not feel guilty for not writing something in the studio that's yeah. the, that's the battle that I have with me. It's just like if I'm not in the studio, I feel guilty and I feel lazy for not being in there. But if you're not in the mood, you're not going to produce anything that's yeah. Really but good. So. I like push myself, and I literally will sit in the studio until I make something. And it's not. Yeah. The, it's more so the case of it goes back to that practicing what you said at the beginning is like I it's all I treat it as practice more so as creating something yes. good. Um, no, you're right there. You're yeah. right there. I, I've been demotivated sometimes. I'm not feeling it's there. And then I'll just pick up something or I'll see something. And then I'll create like a, I'm yeah. not fucking really happy with this. Jesus. I'm, yeah, glad yeah. I, I'm glad I did. But yeah, you're right. Sometimes if you just push yourself, you can get through it. Those creative juices can just come back. Yeah. Totally, man. Dude, we've just done an hour and a half pretty much. That was amazing. Really good to catch up. Uh, thanks for being on the show. How do people follow you how do people kind of get in touch with you if they want tattoos if they want to listen to your music etc etc uh instagram 
uh, is probably the best one. Harris Tattoo Art. Okay, cool. Uh, all one word. And then my paintings, I think Rich Harris Art. And then the label, we're going to, we've already got an Instagram. That's Makina Music. So M-A-Q-U-I-N-A Music. Uh, going to start uploading samples. Uh, I can't wait to hear it, man. The, can't wait to hear it. I can't. Yeah, wait. I think I sent you the tracks years ago. Did you? Yeah, back, <laughs> but I didn't hear anything back. I was like, "Sorry, Will, mate. Will hates hates the music." <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I'll uh, zip them up for you. And, yeah, please, and man. Please do. Please do. Nice one, mate. Well, keep safe. I uh, hope everything goes well, and let's let's do this again in person. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Will take Big care, love, man. man. Take care. Keep safe. Bye, yeah, mate. Bye. So that is a wrap, people. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, I I really enjoyed that one. It was really nice to just catch up with with Rich. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it as well. If you did, I'd love it if you could give us a little review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever you have to do, um, or just share it around. Let your friends know it would be amazing. Big love. Keep safe out there, and I'll see you very soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.